Good evening. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Appendix One, The Traditions, and our speaker tonight is Charles H. Thank you, Charles. Thank you very much for your service. I'm, I'm Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, so <laughs> I'm also uh, an artist, and, and uh, this is pretty late in the day for me, but Sherry Ann asked me to share. And I, <laughs> um, I'll be, uh, can I be frank with you? I was going to, I was looking for your number to say, uh, I got to, I'm trying to bow out. I say no a lot because um, I need to because my life is pretty busy and my life, I'm grateful to Overeaters Anonymous, right? I don't even go to my own meeting that uh, <laughs> at night because I start my day early. And I believe we're in the appendixes, so I have to, the traditions. Um, i tell you the truth, I didn't prepare for this, but I, I'm a big tradition person. Um, I believe in unity. I believe in a group conscience. I believe in rotating service. I believe in carrying a message. Um, I, I believe in Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book. Um, I believe in, in trying to be a servant. That's the highest position in Overeaters Anonymous. And I believe in supporting uh, intergroup, world, and regional. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> the traditions are, are very important. I did not prepare for this talk, so it's going to be off the fly. Um, I, so what it was like, I was a huge tradition breaker. I would go to conventions and videotape people without their permission. Uh, I, would, I would break tradition six. Uh, I used to try to get popular in Overeaters Anonymous in a mental illness program, I used to try to get popular. And uh, I used to use contacts that was for OA for my own game. So I was a tradition breaker. Um, and it was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was horrible. I used OA for my own selfish games. And uh, it was disgusting. And I'm, I'm still cleaning up the wreckage of that past. Uh, I used to go to uh, a popular meeting in the morning time. And in 2020, I, uh, you know, people call tradition 10 on me because I brought certain things in and I got resentful and I started a BIPOC meeting and those people started pissing me off. So I left it. And, uh, you know, I did some work, some real deep work, like tradition 10 is very important. Um, all the traditions are important. But in particular for me, tradition two is quite important that, you know, no one governs. We don't govern, we're just trusted servants. And, you know, uh, and dealing with, uh, <clears throat> dealing on the intergroup and the regional level, uh, I found that we're, we're, we're supposed to be unified and unanimity should be the goal. Not, not, no more 5149. Because uh, that, that's a lot of detention. That's a lot of resentments. Um, 
And, and I realized that it's hard. These traditions are difficult. But to me, it's just like the second step. And I know you guys talked about coming to believe that a power is greater than yourself. You know, I, I made a decision to sponsor. This is a side note, just sponsor men. And I have a, 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 I'm going through the steps with a therapist and he's such a pain in my ass. Excuse my language. He wants to change the time. He's skeptical. He wants to know my higher power. Um, and he wants to go off the, and it's just, uh, I, and, and <laughs> we went through Bill's story um, today. And I was like, uh, he said he didn't have much. So I was like, okay, let's just, let's just, let's just study the, the story together. And he's a tough customer. And, and, and I laid it out on the line to him. I'm, I'm kind of an aggressive, I'm a very aggressive person, but these steps and traditions have really scaled me back and scaled back my attitudes and, but I am aggressive. I'm a Leo uh, by nature. And people like to hear me speak because I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. If, if you, you'll know I don't like you um, by the way I speak or by the way I look at you. However, I'm, I'm learning traditions teach me how to play nice in the sandbox with other kids. And, uh, so back to the sponsor. So I said to him, I said, you know, I, I would appreciate it if, you, you know, you don't stare to, I don't mind who your higher power is, but I don't want to get off the book. I don't want to get off the, the, the topic of recovery. And I had to hit him with, I hit him with, if your higher power was so strong, then why are we talking together? And, and the room got real quiet. So you know, in the doc's opinion, it talks about standing on a firing line. That was a firing line right there because it got quiet. You know, I believe I believe in um, <clears throat> having candid conversations with, with with sponsorees in the beginning. I mean, being real candid. Hey, these these are my expectations. Um, this is what I expect, and and, and if if we can't uh, come together on this, I think you need to hear a new voice. I don't have a problem not having sponsorees because you know what? I'm a tough customer. Sherry M, I'm telling you, I was looking for your number to be canceled. I'm being, I'm being frank because I'm tired and I used to just go overboard like, uh, and be like, yep, I'm going to this meeting. I'm going to that. I'm sharing here. I'm sharing there. I, I, I don't need to do that because I'm hurting myself by doing that. And the traditions, I tell you about, you said that your meeting is a year old. Congratulations to your meet, to this meeting. Um, I represent a meeting. I'm not going to call a name because I don't want to break traditions or break rules and things like that. But it was a rough going. And, I, and we had to partner with other meetings to get support. And sometimes people call it my meeting. And this is going to tie into the tradition. Sometimes people call it my meeting. And I correct them and say, this is not my meeting. This is our meeting. And it's registered with Overeaters Anonymous. And we study the traditions and the steps and the concepts. Um, this is not our meeting. We have a treasurer. We have, you know, we have moderators. However, I, I, I'm going to say this <clears throat> to tie it with the traditions. So we built up the meeting. And Saturday nights, the meeting is quite popular because we made alliances with other groups because we were struggling for five years to get people to attend. You know, like there's the morning meeting where over 400 people on there dying to share. 
This meeting during the week, we couldn't get, we had to pay people $5 to share. Ain't that something? And we stuck with it. Many times I was like, let's, let's shut it down. And, and, and the core group was like, no, let's, let's keep it going. So we kept it going and we're going on five years <clears throat> strong because we're rotating service. And I held on to this service position on Saturday, moderating and hosting. And, and by the way, I'll tell you the truth. I understand we got Zoom bombers. They're going crazy right now because they're out from school. And I know it's a little kid on Twitter. We got a picture of him. And I, I hate Zoom bombers. I can't stand them. I do not. And I hear about the intruder's prayer. I'm not saying that intruder's prayer. I don't like Zoom bombers. Because somebody on here really needs to hear a message of depth and weight. You know, and the Zoom bombers take it for a joke. Yes, they're sick. And I'm sick too, but I'm not praying for no Zoom bombers. This is not a game. This is life and death. <clears throat> so I believe these traditions. I believe these steps. I just, I have a lot of, I have a lot of platforms that I could speak on. I don't use this. This is not a stage. It's a platform to carry the message so that I can keep the message. The oxymoron is I can't keep it unless I give it away. And it got to cost me something. It's costing me sleep. I got a show tonight. I worked all day today. I'm not saying this for sympathy because I don't want no sympathy. Sympathy is not going to give me uh, any recovery. But recovery has to cost me something. <clears throat> it has to cost. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful I didn't find your number today, Sherry, because I would have I, I tried to uh, get out of this position. I, I say no a lot because I have a right to. Um, but recovery got to cost me something. I got a friend that wants me to take him through the steps, but he doesn't want to talk. And I, and I, and I set a boundary. I was like, uh, you know, if we don't communicate, then, you know, I, I set boundaries today because I'm worth it. I don't have to people please no longer. Um, and these traditions, they are great. They keep us sane. They keep us on an even keel. They keep us as worker bees. There's no queen bees in Overeaters Anonymous. There's no celebrity in a 12-step program. We're all, you know, equal, or we should be. Uh, these steps and traditions keep me level-headed. So I'm so grateful, right? I'm so grateful to follow a format that won't fail. And I left my third edition uh, big book. At, at work and I have a first edition and those don't have the appendix in there but um, I know the traditions that I study them and I live them um, tradition five to carry the message tradition five mirrors uh, step step uh, step 12 tradition one unity yeah there's squabbles at business meetings but at the end of the day, it's for the good of the group. I had to uh, call the treasurer today to be like, hey, you know, I went to Intergroup and I didn't see our, we didn't get credit for, you know, sending the money to Intergroup. And I just found out that, you know, we have three, we have three uh, meeting numbers and, and the treasurer said, oh, you know, we're going to do one for this month and one, you know, one for the next month, one for, and and I was like, okay, if it makes it easier to you, 
for you. Um, yeah. And it was just like a, a conversation that I wouldn't have prior to doing the traditions because I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And, I, and I'm such a people pleaser. I want you to like me. But just for today, I don't really care. I, you know, I don't really care if you like me. I'm here to save my life. And I, and I say this, and this sounds harsh, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't like you enough to hate you. I mean, seriously. I, I, I respect you. I love you. But I don't like you enough to hate you. Because that's what these, like, like, I'm not trying to get popular in Old Readers Anonymous. I'm trying to carry the message so I can keep the message. You know, I had my abstinence dinner already. And the kitchen is closed. And my mouth is closed. The traditions are, are, are powerful. Sometimes I don't answer texts because I have, uh, <laughs> I have resentments with people that want to just use me when they want and text me or call me when they want. And I set boundaries with that. I, 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 I just moved out of, of my girlfriend's apartment like two months ago because it was like she was jealous of my meetings and jealous of, of, uh, of my program of action. I just got my own apartment. I'm like, you know what? I'll come see you once in a while, but you're not going to tell me how to run my life. No one's going to tell me how to run my life. I turn my life over to God willingly. Yeah, I turn my life over to God willingly. Um, yes, I do have uh, personal agendas, but I keep them outside of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, the traditions teach me that. Um, I'm no different than anybody else. Just someone trying to stay abstinent and stay abstinent happily. Uh, yeah, I'm just another bozo on a bus. And I need to remember that. I'm, I'm no better or no worse than anybody else. And that's what the traditions tell me. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem calling a tense tradition break but I got to make sure that I'm right and I'm not trying to uphold anybody or step on anybody's toes, but I'm not afraid to do so. If I know better, I need to do better. So right now I'm in the AA 12 and 12, uh, studying the traditions again. I like to do that periodically so I can keep it fresh in my mind. I know tradition one is unity. I know tradition two is uh, group conscience. Anyone can call a group conscience in particular there's a story in the AA 12 and 12 tradition too, when uh, Bill W, you know, he, you know, those guys were hard up for money. And Charles Towns, Charles Towns, just some AA history. He actually uh, offered, you know, he actually helped Bill and Frank, uh, Frank uh, Parkhurst to uh, get the big book published. I think he gave him like 5,000 bucks. And that was a lot of money back then. He also offered Bill a job as a paid therapist. Five minutes, and Charles. Thank you very much. He also offered Bill W. a job as a paid therapist. And Bill was happy on the way home to uh, 182 Clinton Street. And if you never visit there, you should. I took some cool pictures in front of there. And I went to uh, Stepping Stones. It was awesome. But anyway, so Bill came home to Lois and was telling Lois, hey, you know, Charlie gave me an offer. And. And she wasn't happy. And then there were some alcoholics that, that Lois was cooking for. 
It's a good read. Read tradition too. It's good. And the alcoholic said some some nobody that wasn't even that wasn't even sober said to Bill, you know, you can't do that to us. That's a good. That's ethical. But we deserve more than that. Can you imagine if sponsors were getting paid to sponsor people? It just it just wouldn't seem. It wouldn't be ethical. So so in saying that. We're paid another day of abstinence if we try to carry the message to somebody. And forgive me, my camera's off because I'm in my bed. And um, yeah, I got to get some sleep after this meeting because I'm going out tonight uh, for a couple of hours because I'm promoting my new album. And that has nothing to do with, with OA. I just wanted to let you know why I have my camera off. I'm definitely not gun shy. I'm definitely... Uh, I've been on a lot of platforms in Overeaters Anonymous and I'm grateful for them just to carry the message. Before it was all egotistical, uh, but now I, I run away from speaking. I do, because I want to hear other people share their experience, strength and hope. This is not a stage, it's a platform. And another thing I would like to say, I, you know, I, I don't struggle with addiction. I do addiction very well. I get an A plus in addiction. I struggle with recovery. I don't do enough 10 steps. I do my 11 steps sometime in the morning. I burn the candle two sides. I get up early in the morning. I go on a couple of meetings. I'm in another fellowship, so I go on that meeting. I got a sponsee. I got a sponsor. I got people that call me out of the blues. I got work. I'm, I'm, I'm sponsoring while I'm on work. I, I got my ear pods. It's just I be doing too much. So for me, subtraction is addition. I like that. I know I'm all over the place, but I like that. Uh, in closing, I like that 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 11 step promise. We become more efficient. I think I'll be balanced, well balanced, 10 minutes after I die. I struggle with balance, but I believe in the traditions and the steps and the concepts, and um, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Charles. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week, traditions being studied. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. The Zoom host will be calling names in order and Eileen, you're up. Hi there. Um, my name is Eileen M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Hampshire. And um, I really appreciate that share. Thank you so much, Charles. Um, you know, I really identify with the, uh, the concept of balance <laughs> because, um, you know, my, my part of my disease is, you know, if some is good, more is better, right? So let me just do more. And that was really hard to get that, to kind of reconcile that. I, when I first recovered, um, I was doing a lot of service and 
at one point, um, my husband said, kind of started dropping hints about, um, hey, uh, you know, I feel ignored here uh, without really directly saying that. But, um, you know, I kind of got that hint and I kind of took note of that. Um, and it's also, you know, rotation of service is so important because that's just an invitation for resentment. If, you know, like one person is doing everything in the meeting, I, I mean, I've seen meetings where that's happened and, um, you know, it just isn't, it, it's just not a very good thing at all. And uh, I, I really liked how that was sort of talked about as well. Um, it's really easy to get burned out because I have been burned out from doing service. And, you know, you sort of have this, it doesn't feel very good, you know, and it's kind of, it's not good for my program. So I really appreciated hearing about that. And, you know, what, what the other thing I really liked was hearing that recovery has to cost me something. You know, recovery is not free. It requires daily action. And it, you know, requires action whether I want to or not. You know, in some days I don't even really feel like it, but I just do it because I know that that's what has, you know, helped me in the past. So, um, you know, it was interesting today. I was, um, I have a sponsee that I've been sponsoring for a while and um, she keeps picking up and, you know, we were going over, okay, well, what do you think was going on? What were you thinking when you went back to food? And, you know, it, it, it actually came out today is that she's not willing to do the work and yeah, talk about a boundary is that, you know, have to be willing to say, well, I can't help you if you're not able, if you're not willing to do it, you know, and um I really, really appreciated that. I really appreciated hearing about, you know, not talking about outside issues. And, um, you know, I think that like, uh, you know, focusing on outside issues with a sponsee just distracts them from, you know, doing the work and getting through the steps. And I, the way I sponsor is that I get people through the steps quickly. Um, that's my, not that I, not that I'm getting them through the steps. I mean, you know, they're doing the work with their higher power, but I don't like spend a lot of time I think that's the best way because that's the way I was sponsored. But um, I'm very grateful to be here. Thanks so much, Charles. Jojo, you're up next. Oh. Uh, hi, I'm Jojo. And I actually, Charles wanted to ask you to address this because um, you said something about being in the public. I, and I was wondering if you ever had shame um, about, you know, being in the program because of the stigma, and if so, how you deal with that or did deal with that. Um, so I, I really never had shame. Um, it was just like weird. It grossed a lot of people out. Like they'd say, oh, you don't. You, you you know, you're watching what you're eating and stuff like that. And I would say, yeah, I never really had shame. I mean, I guess in the beginning, my, my, when my journey started in 2011, I kind of, like, I putzed around for, like, five years in Overeaters and Island before I really got abstinent. Matter of fact, I went to a vision for you, and, I, you know, I was like um, – like I felt like out of place. So I, I didn't go to like the whole conference. I enjoyed the beach more and I enjoyed takeout more. So I binged at a vision for you in Virginia beach. And uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, I, I did addiction. Well, I struggled with recovery. I did it. And that's the same thing today. 
I, you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I just wasn't following the program. And I don't know what it was. And I don't know what happened that made me follow the program today. I don't, I can't call it desperation. I can't call it willingness. You know, I'm not willing to go to work on Monday morning, but them bills is coming. So I don't know what it is. I just got to do it. Thank you, Charles. Kristen, you're up next. I am Kristen, a compulsive overeater. Um, I, I think the longer I spend in the rooms, the more I appreciate the, the traditions. I know when I first start started, I kind of felt like, you know, whatever. But the longer I spend in the rooms, I think that um, the more I realize that recovered people are people and, you know, addicts and uh, the fact that for such a long period of time, addicts of all different stripes have been able to get together and heal um, wouldn't be possible without the traditions. But the tradition, I think that um, one of the ones that means the most to me is tradition three, which is um, the only requirement for A is a desire to stop drinking compulsively. Um, and I think, you know, someone mentioned about like being paid and um, what would that mean if, you know, and I think it would change. It's so great. All I have to do is decide I want to be part of this club and I'm part of this club. People joke with me, like, aren't the 12 steps a cult? And I'm like, yeah, but if it is, it's a really crappy cult. Like they don't take my money. They like let anyone belong. Like, you know, you have to believe in a higher power, but like, whatever, like it's just, um, you know, so I feel like the, the third, um, tradition is just, it's amazing. There are not a lot of places in this world where you can, and, you know, you don't even have to be sure, right. To go to, um, a meeting, you don't have to be, even be sure that you, uh, have the desire, right. You can decide in the meeting if you have the desire, or you can decide that after the meeting and, um, that's just astounding to me. And I remember when I first started coming to my local Houston meetings, I think I'd been to three and we had our one monthly group conscious and I stayed and I was able to vote. Um, and they wanted to know my opinion and that's just astounding. And I, again, at the beginning, I, I didn't, I was like, should I even be doing this? And they're like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I didn't understand how, that was all possible because of the traditions, the fold that I have been taken into over these seven years that I've been in these rooms is all possible because of the traditions. And so I'm so glad we take time to study them. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Sherry, you're up next. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Sherry M. And I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater today. Thank you so much, Charles. I'm glad you were able to come here tonight and be of service and I heard a lot in uh, what you said and something really stood out to me on tradition 10. And I'd, I'd like to just share what, what had occurred and then ask your um, feedback on it because I'd be really curious. So around the time that you mentioned, you know, 2020, 2019, 2018, there was this four year period in the city where I live where I couldn't go to my woman's meetings without the whole thing being about outside issues. And the meeting consisted of, I don't know, 80 women and I was the only one wanting to adhere to tradition 10. 
So I ended up having to leave my meetings because I was the only one speaking up and it became so uncomfortable that and divisive that I, in that moment, you know, we're supposed to be here to save our lives. This is a deadly disease. And I wouldn't call any of those women for help ever because of the divisiveness that was going on within the meeting. So, you know, I, I'm sure I could have handled it different. I'm sure that I didn't speak up the right way. And I was too scared that they were gonna kick me out or be against them or who knows what. But I'm just wondering if you've ever had that experience of being in a meeting and you know the traditions are being broken, but you're the only one in the meeting that seems to care about upholding the traditions. If you had that experience and if you haven't, even just hearing a glimpse of what I've shared, what feedback could you provide on how to handle that kind of situation other than just leaving your home group or having to leave the meetings to find a safe place? So that's my question. Thanks, Charles. That's a great question. Um, so I, I've, I've, I've sat back and, and allowed it based out of fear, allowed the tradition break, break without saying tradition break, because first of all, I'm a, I'm a nasty person anyway. So if somebody, so I'm, 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 tr I'm kind of like a rule follower and like, I'm kind of like guilty of the same crimes other people are guilty of. Um, but I, I did, I call a tradition break on a vision for you, you know, because it was a tradition break. So first of all, I would say, make sure you know what you're talking about before you call a tradition break. The most embarrassing thing to do is to call a tradition break when it's actually not a tradition break. Um, it happens, but I know earlier before I knew much about the traditions, um, and even if I knew a little something about the tradition, I'd be too afraid to rock the boat. But today I'm not, because I really don't care what people feel about me. I really don't, really, I'm really disinterested. I'm in another program that shows me that I could stand up for myself and um, stand up for the group. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a, a everyday occasion, but back in 2020, it was like, so I'll give you an example within a three minute frame. So, you know, everybody was talking about COVID and COVID is an outside issue. And once I said, I guess something about racism, they went crazy. So then I left that group and started a BIPOC group because I was like, oh, you know, well, this is, you know, you could say COVID, but racism is an inside issue. So I was, I was cynical in saying that because it was like I was throwing a subliminal shot at those people. Um, and it still happens with the COVID thing, but it's like a, a thing that it's accepted. So yeah, that's my experience. And that's exactly what took place. So, and it's so crazy because those people got on my nerves more. So I was like, let me just leave them and come on back. Cause I don't believe in segregation and overeaters and islands. I don't believe in that. Thank you. Thanks, Charles. Stephanie S., you're up next. Hey, guys. Stephanie S., I'm a compulsive reader and bulimic in Florida, and I'm super glad to be here. Thanks, Charles, for your share, and thank you, everybody who's doing service. Um, I think someone else shared about the traditions being maybe a little bit dry at first or not being super excited by them, but I have also found that over time, they become 
like increasingly meaningful. And so I was just going to share a couple of thoughts on some of the traditions. Um, for tradition three, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop compulsively overeating. Um, I think one thing that's really important with that is that you, you as the member have to have that desire to stop compulsively overeating. No one can make you join. Your family member can't say you have to go join OA. Your sponsor can't say you have to stay in OA. You can't, you can't be pushed or pulled into the program. You have to be the one to make that decision. But once you make that decision, you are all, you're welcome. You are always welcome. And that is, that's pretty miraculous. Um, number tradition five, that our primary purpose is to carry the message to the compulsive eater, overeater who still suffers. Um, I think that is something that's really important for newcomers to see and to know that if you're new or if you're in relapse or if you're still suffering, that's why we're here. That's why these meetings are here. That's, that's the purpose of this program. That's the purpose of all the fellows. That's the purpose of outreach calls. That's, that's the purpose is for us to spread the message to those who are still suffering and to each other. Um, in tradition seven, when it says that we have to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, I think that's really cool because how easy would it be for like, you know, a diet pill or a certain diet to try to get like hooked in with OA and be like, hey, we're the official blah, blah, blah of OA. Um, and OA could probably make a lot of money, but that's not what this is about. It's not about making money. We don't charge each other for our for outreach or for sponsorship, and we don't accept money from outside entities. Um, and then the last thing I would like to say is about tradition 12 and anonymity. Um, I feel like anonymity is, it's so crucial for all of us because it allows us to come here and say things that we haven't said to anybody else. Um, I know there were things that I, I've, there are things still that I'm saying to people in this group that were such things that I was so ashamed of that I never thought I would say out loud, but knowing that there was the anonymity piece has allowed me to feel secure um, to share. So just some quick thoughts on some of the traditions and I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for letting me share. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with